Welcome back guys, welcome back to First Class Football. Today we are just going to be uh, breaking down our teams. We had our draft on Saturday um, with the boys. Um, let's see, who wants to kick it off with their team? Uh, I say Dylan should go first. Dylan, why don't you... He's been the most excited about his team, so... Yeah, have him break it down first, I agree. Uh, excitement, I don't know if that's the word to describe it, because in the fourth round... I really screwed up and accidentally took Chase Edmonds instead of Daryl Henderson. So I'll list off how my team's looking, though. Uh, I got Dak in the seventh round. I really wanted Rodgers. He went like two picks before, and I didn't end up getting him. So, But I settled with Dak, and I thought – I didn't know. I was surprised Rodgers went ahead of Dak, but I'm completely fine with that. Uh, then I got Chase Edmonds. Kind of yikes, but – I mean, could be a sleeper this year. Who knows? Uh, then I he, he was on my bench. He was my eighth-round pick, but I have Damian Harrison right now instead of Gaskin. He was my sixth round, but I like the matchup better there. Um, Keenan Allen at my second wide receiver, but it's just the way my team's listed right now. Julio Jones, I got him in the fifth. And then Kelsey in the second. I don't know how he slipped to me, but I thought it was too good to pass up on, which I'll explain a little bit later of why I wish I had passed on him. Um, Devontae Adams is my flex. That was my sixth round or sixth overall pick. Um, Sammy Watkins because he is the week one Jesus Christ, and that's why he's in my lineup right now. But I picked him up off waivers. Rams defense, Young Oku. Um, I already said Gaskin, AJ Dillon, Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake, Jalen Waddle, Philip Lindsay, Kenneth Gainwell, Derek Carr, and I just added last night after his uh godlike performance, Jameis Winston. So, yeah, that's my team to start. Love my receivers. Don't love my receiver depth, though, in my bench, but I'm okay with it because my starters are great. And my running back depth on my bench, I actually do like as because there's a lot of really top backup guys, but my starting backs are absolutely horrific. But I do like Damian Harris a lot this year, so I think he will be actually my solid RB2. But Chase Edmonds... Please, please be a calling from uh, the heavens to be a top fi top 15 back. That's why I grabbed you at the fourth round, please. Yeah, Trey, let's break his team down a little bit from our perspectives, how we like it, flaws we see. Um, I think overall you have a very solid squad. Uh, you got Adams in the first round like you one and two, which I thought was a good pick. We actually swapped uh, draft positions so that you could grab him and in exchange for me getting a pick earlier in the second round. Even though looking back, you weren't going to take Adams at six. Uh, it was about 50-50. Um, I mean, how the running backs fell, it would have been a phenomenal thing to take him there. But, yeah, you have – I think Dax – solid quarterback this year. I feel comfortable where he's going. Um, and he definitely failed to you. I think you got him in the sixth round, like you said. Um, Who is that, Gaskin? Dak. Oh, Dak. I got him in the seventh. Oh, even better. Yeah, so that's a great value. So Dak, I, I love Sadly, that. you took Kyler. I was going to take Kyler at sixth, but you grabbed him right before me. Yeah. Um, in terms of Kelsey in the second, I mean, it, it's crazy to me that he failed to you that far. Um, again, I drafted at the seventh spot, Dylan dropped at the six. So coming back around, I had the opportunity to take Kelsey, but I passed up um, 
and we'll get on or later on we'll get into that with my team but obviously on paper your your biggest weakness is definitely your running backs um I, I, I like Edmonds as a flex play, but he's arguably I think I think if you kept the squad I think Gaskin will probably finish as your highest RB. Um, whether he's the most consistent or not, that's another question. I, on it, I actually kind of switched up. I think Damian Harris is base. If this is my full squad for the guy, I'd bet my money on Damian Harris being my RB one. Yeah. My problem is, is you're already trying to, like, obviously. Well, I said that from the beginning. If I go this route, I'm gonna have, to, I'm gonna end up making a big trade for a running back later on. Which. But nobody's gonna do it this early on. Everybody oh yeah. Wait for at least the game. Um, I think that you should just hold off and kind of. That that was my plan, but then we were just throwing around some crazy offers, where it was just like it's thing, so intriguing and fun to do. Would switch is I don't know why you have Sammy. I, I get the first week he's always huge, but. That's a, what are the odds that ha- actually happens? <clears throat> also, Sammy Watkins did that with Pat Mahomes, not yeah. Lamar Jackson, and totally two different QBs. Well, I mean, watch Marquise Brown and Marcus Lamar Jackson look like uh, 2007 Tom Brady and Randy Moss in Week One two years ago. So, I mean, I don't, I don't hate. I mean, Jackson's improving as a thrower, so I don't think that's t- especially in the matchup they're playing. Who Vegas? Vegas. Yeah, like, come on, that's a weak defense, and he's their clear-cut wide receiver one. I don't think that's a bad flax play. I mean, I'd rather have somebody else, but with the possibility that he goes out there and puts up 30 like he's done before, I don't think it's a, a bad play, especially against that deep, weak secondary. They're like, who's who's in their secondary? Yeah, we'll see. Um, they don't I'm, just saying, I, I'm just saying I'd probably start Gaskin against New England, even though New England's a good defense. Um, I think that's going to make – the Dolphins actually have to pass more, and he will be on the field a lot more, most likely because of that. Um, Julio, I, I you got Julio out of value. I definitely say that. Just concerned about his injuries. Um, that's why I'm not super super high on him this year. But I do think if healthy, he's a steal where you got him. Um, your defense, like you have a lock and loaded top three defense week in and week out. So I mean, you can't complain about that. Your kicker's phenomenal. And I, I don't know how the hell I got the Rams late. I got them in like the 13th or 14th, and that's where I was aiming to take like the Ravens defense, which they were like the fourth or fifth projected defense, and guys were taking other ones ahead of them. And yeah. Koo, Koo followed me really late too. I was surprised Koo went that low. I think I got him in like the 17th, yeah. and I was actually surprised because somebody took Justin Tucker in the 11th round. When it comes to your bench, Yeah, that's that's how I say. I have no, I have a lot of guys that yeah. could potentially have good years, but there's no guarantee because um, none of them are starters I besides Gaskin. Why are you uh, rostering three quarterbacks? Um, I don't like to do that, but I just for one of those guys, I feel like I'm gonna be able to flip, and I I don't know what it is, but I, if Winston looks legit, like I don't want somebody else to end up grabbing him that has weak QBs, and I can end up. Since I have weak running backs, I have strong QB. At least I could flip one of my my backs. For I mean, if it comes down, I have to. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing for that. Um, I mean, who who is the guy that I'm keeping him over? Rashad Bateman. He's not even gonna play. So, well, if somebody else grabs him, kudos to them. Realistically, but realistically, if you cut Derek Carr, 
Nope. I don't want to cut Carr because if uh, he's going to pick him up though. He's playing Baltimore in Week One. He's not going to look good. That's that's not a bad point. It's just somebody's going to snag him. I feel like that's the only thing. But Dak's health, like, like I I love Dak. This is just like those first those first one or two weeks kind of scared me with Dak. So after Week One with Carr, that's the only thing I'm just like. If Winston gets the starting job, who are you taking, Carr or Winston? Mm, I'd have to look at their schedules because I... You you could grab a receiver and stash him over one of these quarterbacks and your your bench would look that much better. That's what I originally had. I might might have to go back to it. Uh, But back back to your question, though, I... If Winston starts all year, I'm taking probably Winston just because the upside. Uh, uh, it's so tough. I I I I expect actually a really big year out of Carr, but I, uh, I just, if I if Winston to... starts all year, give me Winston honestly, yeah, just just solely because he's gonna he's not gonna turn the ball over significantly much. Like he's gonna cut, he's gonna turn the ball over. I just feel like you're wasting a spot because yeah, you're not gonna start either one of these guys. Um, I didn't I didn't think about that because for sure not starting Carr Week Carr. One. So this is playing Green Bay. I don't know, Trey. Where and that's you? honestly not a bad matchup. I mean, playing him against Green Bay if he plays. I mean, Callaway looks like a beast. And Kamara always gives them problems, especially on the passing out of the out of the air. Kamara yeah, gives Green Bay problems. Break this team down a little bit. Also, Samuel Gavin, you're weak in the running backs. With the running backs, I mean, if they're on our bench, if the stars get hurt, those are good pickups. But that's if they get hurt. But my biggest thing take away I, I from think, this, I think it's fair to, I think AJ Dillon and Gus Edwards will have fantasy relevance. Yeah, but it won't be consistent. You know exactly, I mean? and you won't know when that's coming. Yeah, but my biggest thing with your team is if you're saying that for an order to you to be a great fantasy team, you have to make a trade, a big trade. Why would you do this? No running back well, yeah, team. If, if if you know you have to make a trade later in the season, like what's the let's point? Let's get into that because you said if you could go back, you would make a switch in the second round. So what is that? The just based on like everything falls like exactly the same as it did because I imagine Kelsey would go pick after, and then in the third, the your brother was picking two pick or no yeah he would have went two picks later because I don't think Brett would have taken uh I taken Kelsey and actually in the second so regardless that's how it would have looked so I guess it could have flipped a little bit differently but. If it lands how I would expect it to, I would have taken Gibson in the second, Allen back in the third, and then in the fourth, Darren Waller. How the hell did Darren Waller fall to the end of the fourth round? I, that just baffles sure. me. It's for sure crazy. Um, I, and Kittle did too. Like even regard like Kittle in that spot is a steal still. Yeah, I think personally, I think your team would look much better. If you did go that route, because you would still have Allen, and you would just have Gibson, and then well, yeah, Gibson's a major upgrade at running back, and it's a, a slight, slight downgrade at tight end. Like I think Waller's gonna be right in between Kelsey and Kittle this year, so yeah, 
Because Waller was my guy I was targeting in, like, the third round because there's no way I was going to expect him to fall to the fourth. But it was always a toss-up in mocks between, like, Allen and uh, Waller for me, like, at that same spot. So if if I end up taking Allen because I I figured Allen wouldn't actually get to me, so I probably would have snagged him. Right. And... I, I, and I would have been able to bank. I mean, Waller getting like that would have just been crazy, and my my team would look so much better because I would have that tight end advantage. And I'd still have three great receivers, but I'd have one really good to great back with also Harrison Gaskin still, and the other guy. Like my team would pretty much be perfect for what I was looking for. Yeah, let's wrap up your team. Um, but I'm still I, okay with it. I agree with Trey though. Um, you already gave the impression that you're going to go running back late and you're high on receivers this year. So I think that it's – I think you're tr- – hold up. I think you're trying way too hard to make trades. I think that you should just go into the first – because you can you can make trades through like week eight or nine. So why not just mm-hmm. like let the – you're probably going to start like two and one, but why not play the first three weeks and just see how your team kind of pans out? Because if, if you – say you were to make a big trade right now, say if somebody would um, – Except one, which I don't think anybody will because nobody wants to trade this early, but it would just make it look like you're not very comfortable with your team and you've been talking about drafting it like this since day one. So I think you should just pan out because you do have a, you have a solid team. Um, I just think you're trying way too hard. To, it, it's like you don't have confidence and I guarantee one of the running backs will hit. I mean, I think it, it's it's solely it's pretty much solely because the Chase Edmonds. I because I really like Daryl Henderson. I expected somebody like Carson to fall to I, me in that fourth yeah, round. I, if it was dynasty, it would make sense. But just how early it is, I just think it's way too early for you to try to trade. Yeah, I, I, that's you fair. You might end up screwing yourself because um, one of these guys could come out and just look great. Yeah, that, that's that's where I'm like I, I, I with all the trade frenzy right now. I mean, you saw I was like declining them before you could even accept it because I was just scared and I just wanted to see what it looked like. And like, really, just think about what my teams would look like with these other guys. But uh, truthfully, unless maybe except that one trade with Trey or the one for not even for the running back, that's the only ones I would have done was just for Kyler and flipping Allen for Jefferson, basically. But that doesn't really change my team all that much. That's the only ones I would have done. But for running backs right now, no, I'm not going to just because I'm gonna have to give up too much at receiver and I'm not going to have really trustworthy flex plays and I'm going to have to give up extra guys. So right. I'm losing flex plays early where it's just going to kill me in games early. So I'm, I can settle with this team. I, I mean, realistically, if everything works out how it is, I may never have to make a trade all season, but we'll right. see. I, I love, I love my four man combo of Allen or Adams, Allen, Kelsey and Jones though. Mixed in with Prescott. I mean, that's a lot of points right there per week. So, yeah. Okay, Trey, let's dive into your team. Uh, you have a pretty tough assault from how I see it. Yeah, my team, I got 10 out QB, and my running, starting running backs are Cook and Clyde Edwards Lair. Receivers Jefferson, Deontay Johnson, Robbie Anderson, Marvin Jones, AB, and Jacoby Myers, tight end George Kittle. Like that was a steal. I got the Broncos defense, like the second to last round. Then I got Jason Sanders and the my last pick. He was a number one kicker last year, so that could be a steal. Yeah. Um, in terms of your team, I don't think you have any like flaws. I think that you have a very consistent team. The only thing I would say is, like you mentioned during the draft, you didn't notice taking Cook and Jeff Justin Jefferson. 
Wait, uh, I've also drafted ETN, but he's out. I forgot to state that, oh, too. true. Which yeah. is a big loss in my running back depth. Um, yeah, so... You're running, I think your running backs are great. Um, Clyde, I, it looks like Clyde's going to come back healthy and be able to play week one, so that's great for you. You talk about not having very much depth after ETN, but, I mean, I still think you have pretty good depth. I think Michael Carter will be able to start once in a while, and you went ahead and picked up Kevin Coleman just in case. So, I mean, I think those are two solid guys. You kind of have the running back for the Jets no matter what. You got Singletary who can plug in once in a while. Madison just in case Cook goes down. And then Pollard. I think Pollard actually comes with fancy relevance just in general. And then the receivers are just really, really good. Um, so, yeah. I think that there's not much to like... I don't really criticize our team. Nothing on paper like jumps off. But I mean, this is like a team that could definitely do some damage and make it to the playoffs in my opinion. The only thing, your defense is a little um, questionable down the line. Oh yeah, I was playing Madden on, on that round. <laughs> and I, as I didn't really think about it so I chose a Broncos defense. Oh. It could be good, but also that depends on the offense. I will say, I don't think Jameson Crowder is worth a spot, oh. in my opinion. Uh, I just cut him and I just put my waiver claim in for Russell Gage. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for that one. Um, I I actually love Trey's team minus the Jefferson. I mean, not because I don't love Jefferson. I love Jefferson, but this be stacking Cook and Jefferson. I, I hate stacking receivers or anything besides a QB in another position together. That's the only two I like doing. But that's regardless a great team. I mean, I imagine you probably would have taken AJ Brown or Keenan. Or may eh, yeah, one of those two because DK was gone. So those would have been great Phillips for them. So yeah, I mean I don't really have much to say. I actually really that starting lineup's really freaking good. Really good. So I he's I mean it's I think it's I think it's one of us three that's gonna win it this year, honestly. Like well and I with the way my team's shaped up currently, projected wise, I don't see it happening. But with the way things can go down the stretch, you just never know. But And to go back to the Broncos defense, I actually love them this year. Their first three weeks are just cheese gimme weeks for them. They're going to get a lot of turnovers and sacks. Yeah, I, I like the defense is just playing playing the Chargers and uh, Chiefs twice a year. Just and, I mean, and, and the Raiders, too. They have a good – I mean, that's that's the only thing that's that they play in at the toughest division for a defense to play in probably, or one of them. But – they have a lot of easy weeks, though, so it's really going to help them a lot. And, yeah, the Jason Sanders, great pick. That's who I would probably go for after Tucker and Koo, honestly. I like him more than uh, Butker pro- or Buker, probably. And you got the steal. You stole AB right before me and Marvin Jones right before I could get him. So I thought those were absolutely steals. So really good team, minus the Jefferson part, in my opinion. So sums it up for your team? Yeah, I was just thinking my favorite pick of the draft though was getting Kittle in the fourth round. Yeah, it's crazy value. I was praying Wall already get to me, but he got picked like two picks before. Did you take Oh yeah, you took Clyde in the I thought that was a slight reach only because you wanted Gibson so Gibson or Ridley so damn bad and they went the two picks before you. If you would have landed them, 
and taken Brown, one of those guys, and taken Brown or uh, what's his name, Brown or Allen over Jefferson. I honestly think you would have the best team probably to start, or just based off base solely starting lineup plus A B. I would like that team the most, or you or yours or Gavin's, but uh, that just sucks that Gibson or Ridley didn't get to you. Yeah, so um, we can move on to my team, I guess. Uh, at the quarterback position, I got I went ahead and got Kyler Murray and uh, Matthew Stafford. I thought those were both phenomenal picks. I actually got Kyler in the sixth round. Um, and then Matthew Stafford I got with one of my last picks in the entire draft, actually. So there's a chance Matthew Stafford to keep him one and I can flip him. I was... That was the one thing I forgot about was I probably shouldn't have made that trade with you. Was Kyler could get to me in the sixth round? I had I had I knew Kyler was gonna get to the sixth, and then I you were gonna take him before me. And I completely forgot about that, and I would have got. I really wanted Kyler or Rogers in the first, or as my QB one, and yeah, um, I mean I love Dak too, I've but said it, I've said it all off season. I think Kyler's QB one this year. Oh uh, yeah, if he's healthy, I it's for sure locked up. He was he's gonna be better than last year. And he had a decently tough schedule. Their te- their team's better all around this year, and he's only going to get better. And if he stays healthy and doesn't have those shoulder problems, he's got a great arm, and his legs are just phenomenal. He's going to rush the ball, and he could have 15 rushing touchdowns for all we know. And there goes all my Chase Edmonds production. But fingers crossed that's not the way it goes. Right. And then we get into my receiving core. This is where most people have pointed out to me they think is my weakest spot. But, I mean, how I drafted and constructed this core, I think that it's actually going to pan out very well. Um, and you guys will see why I, I waited so long. But um, I went ahead and took C.D. Lamb as my wide receiver one in the fourth round. I thought it was a steal. Um, as long as he's healthy, I think he's going to finish as a wide receiver one. Um, I think this team's just going to throw the ball so much. And he looked so good last year. And Dak's back and healthy, and he's looked great in training camp. I think he's lock and loaded to be my receiver one. Um, after that, I went ahead and took Cooper Cup. I think that Cooper Cup is also going to have a bounce back year. Um, he, I think two years ago, he had double digit touchdowns, and who says he can't do that again on top of 90 receptions? So I, I really like him as my wide receiver two. And then I got Judy, Smith, Mooney, um, Pittman, and then Gabriel Davis. And I went with all these guys because I think all these guys have crazy upside. Um, these are guys I can kind of fill in at my flex week in and week out and just basically go solely off of who's got the hot hand or a uh, great matchup. I think Devontae, Devontae Smith could go crazy this year potentially, so I stashed my, my bench. And I think Judy as well has all the potential in the world. Um, and then at my tight end position, I got Pitts. Um, I know that I've been talking about his value this year. Uh, not worth it where he's been going, but he dropped to me in like the eighth round. So I thought it was a It was the seventh after you took Kyler. Um, Unless you took Judy before in the seventh. I went. I don't know. I don't want to do the math right now. Um, you did. I mean, I'll just look at which one. Maybe it was Pitts. Pitts 67. No, that's the seventh round pick. So I got Pitts in the seventh. Cut maybe? I don't know. But. Anyways, I got Pitts, and then I got Irv Smith Jr. The Hawks and Camp have been Irv Smith looks very, very good. And the tight ends were dry on the board, so I just went purely off upside and 
Kyle Pitts should be in my lineup week in and week out anyway, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, and I'll be, I'm saving my running backs for last because that's my most prized possession. But then I went defense. My defenses are the 49ers and Colts. I always love double stacking them. I don't care what people say. If you have top two defenses on your bench, either A, somebody's going to trade for one, and B, you can just flip-flop matches, and it works out perfect. Um, I got the 49ers and the Colts, like I said, and then my kicker is Greg Zerline. And then for the best part of my team, I believe, um, I got I went with Nick Chubb at 7, and it surprised the whole draft, but um, I, I've had plenty of shares of Elliott in other leagues, and I've actually never really had – I've had Chubb one year, like – his second year, so I, I don't know. I just wanted for only part him. of the season too. I ended up with him by the end of that year. Yeah, so I wanted him on my roster. He's lock loaded my running back one, um, and then I got Najee in the second. I think Najee is in for a huge year, and I think people are just now kind of realizing that. But I mean, he's gonna get all the touches on the ground, and this dude catches the ball in the backfield. I mean, you saw it last preseason game. He broke away for 50 yards due to a reception. So, I mean, I'm all in on this guy. I don't care if the offensive line is bad because, guess what? Dalvin Cook's offensive line was atrocious last year, and he finished as, what, the RB2, RB3? So Yeah, with missing games, too. Yeah, so, and Najee's a physical specimen. I mean, he, look, he, he looks gigantic. I would say he looks like the second biggest running back in the league on top of being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. So if he can just stay healthy, um, I see no pathway of how this dude's a bust. Um, and then I got Joe Mixon in the third round. I get it, guys. Every, like People seem to be off Joe Mixon, but I, at least in my opinion, he's a top 12 running back if he stays healthy. Like there's, there's, He's just like Najee in the sense there's literally nobody else. Yeah. Uh, Name one other running back. Bernard's gone, so he's going to get all the passing work. He's looked phenomenal in training camp. He's healthy. Uh, no signs of injury. Um, I, I just I really like him. I think he's going to be solid, and I have him at my flex. I have Joe Mixon at my flex, and I got him in the third round. I think that's crazy. I, I, I saw him fall to the late second, and I was thinking to myself, like, oh, like if Trey, if, for instance, if Trey was back up on the clock, I would prefer Joe Mixon over Clyde Edwards Hilaire 10 times out of 10. That's just preference, though. I just think he's going to get so much damn volume that people are just so worried about injuries with him, and I, I understand it, but then you should be worried about every single running back because all running backs have injuries at some point. Um, I get he went out last year, but that's not his fault for what happened. Like, he got injured, and then people are only remembering the fact that Zach Taylor kept saying he's coming back next week. Oh, no, he's coming back ne- next week. And then they ended up just not bringing him back. And that's not him. That wasn't him um, drawing it along and making it seem like he's coming back to your team. And right before then, he had a 50-point game. So, I mean, I don't know. I love him as my RB3. I don't have to worry about my RBs. Going back or going down my bench, I have Trey Sermon, who I love. And then I got Zach Moss as well. So and then I also picked up off of waivers uh, Salvon Ogden. So I think the I think this team's solid. Yeah, I I think it's a great squad. And going back to like one of the first things you said, people were saying stuff about your receivers. Your receivers are great still. Like Judy's a obvious breakout candidate. Pitts, 
even where even if you got him in the seventh, I still personally consider him a slight positional advantage. I mean, yeah, I think he's gonna have, I think he's gonna have a huge year, honestly. Um, Cup, I think he's gonna look a lot like his 2019 self, and for a while there, he was wide receiver one. Won't be like that, but like on the field, he'll be on the field more and. His touchdown production will go up because the ball is going to be moving on that offense with Stafford and Lamb. Yeah, only thing holding him back is health this year. I was on Cooper above him, Lamb originally, but I flipped back. Lamb is going to. I don't see if he's healthy. I don't see any less than thirteen hundred yards and eight plus touchdowns this year. Yeah, which I I could see all three of those guys grabbing that with their backs. Like your team's really really I'm, good. I'm, I'm most excited for Darnell Mooney. Um, I see a world where if uh, Fields gets a starting job at some point, I could I could see Darnell Mooney like being very very fantasy relevant, even to the point where he kind of decreases Robinson's <coughs> fantasy value a little bit because I think he's a lot better than people think. Um, him and Judy are actually alike in a lot of sense. They had a lot of balls thrown their way last year where they're completely wide open, but they're just deemed uncatchable. Like, if you watch Darnell Mooney's film, he's a top route runner in the NFL already, and that was his rookie season. Um, so I, I'm really excited for him. Um, if Wentz comes back strong, I think Michael Pittman has a very, very good chance to break out, not in the sense of, like, becoming, like, a wide receiver one, but break out to the point where he's actually fancy relevant and I can put him on my flex week in and week out and not worry about it. I think, I don't know, I see a lot of upside on my bench, and that's what I was personally going for. Try anything. Uh, I like your team. I just I'm not high on Judy this year, just based off QB play and stuff. Like not really his fault. And I like Devontae Smith just because I'm a Cowboys fan. He's on the Eagles, so obviously I'm not gonna like him. <laughs> but I think your uh, receivers on the bench have just great upside. I love Mooney a lot. He's gonna be one of my breakout players. I'm pretty sure last year he had the most like uncatchable ball percentage in the league. Um. And he just had guys selling over his head all season. Going going back to Judy, if Teddy B, don't you think that benefits him? Because Teddy B is like a very very accurate quarterback. He his problem with his career, that I mean, some people consider a problem, some people don't, is he just doesn't really take chances. But I mean, if if Judy's like a possessional player where he gets open, do you think that's that poises fantasy relevance for him even more? Yes, hundred percent. But we don't know who's gonna start. That's also the problem. Yeah, I just think... Um, and he probably won't get a ton of touchdowns. With, with that pick, I just had the... Like, I look at it as if I, I was very high on Sun, but, I mean, Sun's still having knee issues, and... Yeah, it that, sounds like he's a, not... That's a very big concern. Yeah, that's a very big concern that took me way off him, and I, I think Judy's the number one on this team. And we, we, have yeah. to go back. we have to go back. I understand he had a disappointing year last year, but... Really was I mean I just looked at what was it eight hundred it, it eight hundred plus yards you know, and two touchdowns. He reminds me of and he reminds me of Jamar Chase this year. Jamar Chase is getting drafted where Judy got drafted, and the reason why Judy's considered a bust is because last year he was getting drafted as your wide receiver two, wide receiver three. That's where Chase is going. Um, now you can get Judy as the forty fifth receiver off the board, and he has he literally he has potential to have 10 plus touchdowns like I understand you say you don't see him getting a lot but this dude gets open and if yeah if Drew Locke seriously got better I, I don't think Drew Locke can be worse than last year so I think it only gets better and then I think Teddy Bridgewater's the perfect quarterback for him because he just 
Just well, look at the look at the fantasy relevance all the wide receivers had in Carolina last year. Exactly, and Judy, Judy, and um, and yeah, Broncos defense is definitely better. Ander, Anderson and Judy are kind of alike in a sense. Like Judy's definitely more splashy, and he's kind of like a more raw player. But they actually kind of play a lot in terms of like the routes that they the teams like having them play. And I don't know, I I could see him kind of having a year like Ronnie Anderson last year, like wide receiver 23 or something just like solid wide receiver two like low end wide receiver two high end wide receiver three and that's where i drafted him to be so i mean yeah that's available that's pretty good and with their backs you have i mean you're set with kyler also being a positional advantage too like i think you have a great squad that could really make a run i i'm trying to like figure out something to say negative about mixon but i mean there's really Nothing because I mean, regardless if he doesn't pan out, you still have guys to replace him at flex spots, and you still have Nick Chubb and Najee Harris. Don't see Najee Harris having a scratch or ever needing a band aid this season, and he's going to get 20 plus touches a game with an offense that has a you can't stack the box on them because their receivers are too good, and Big Ben's looking better too. Yeah, I, I also, and this can be the last point before the pot ends. Um, Unless, Trey, you have anything to say about the team. Um, something that I like about my team, too, is all three of my running backs are in the same division. So when I pull up Sunday games, I can watch them play like this at the same time, which I think will be something cool. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really think about that drafting them, but Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, and Harry, they're literally all in the same division, which I, th- I thought that was kind of funny when the draft was over. Yeah, you'll see a lot of games. You won't have to worry about flipping to watch them. Yeah, I gotta I gotta watch Jefferson and Cook at the same time. So <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty good. I, honestly, like if I were you, I really not would not be that worried because even if it comes to the point where you notice that they're having like they're having games opposite of one another where they like go off, you could just flip Jefferson for something because he's, yeah. he's or like Cookie or I go get your boy Zeke. You can get Zeke yeah, well, what if Zeke's having a better year than Cook? Then, then he would. Then, yeah, I would trade for him. That's that's kind of. I don't well, you just said that's dumb. That I mean, oh, we're yeah. we're not talking about right away, so I don't think that's a yeah, dumb thing to say. Zeke's like doing a lot better than the Cook. What if you what what if you offered Bobby Cook, and then in return he gave you, let's say Zeke. And. Robert Woods. Accepting that? That would be intriguing, indeed. Cause if I got Woods, I could maybe flip Deontay Johnson, maybe to you for someone. Or you could just put Woods <laughs> in the flex. Man, oh, that's true because I have a lot. Cause Dylan likes Antonio Brown a lot. I got trade Antonio Brown. I got Jones. I got Anderson. You know what's funny? That gives, I I feel like that gives me such a big I, like. I reached out to Bobby and I asked. You can go get your boy Gaskin from me for Brown. I asked. Uh, I asked Bobby because I'm I'm really high on Corey Davis this year. I really like him because I just think he's gonna get so much volume. I said, "What What do you want for him?" And he said he would take nothing for Corey Davis. Which like I'm high on Corey Davis, but like he's not even like he won't accept any trades for him. Like oh, they meant like he w- will give him away for nothing. No, no, no. Like he just literally, he said nothing. Like nobody intrigues me for Corey Davis. He thinks he's gonna have like. A I doubt he makes a single trade this year. No, he doesn't do it very often. He 
he like he and Trey sent a lot of similar trades. Very like. Oh, I get, yeah, I do remember him. I do remember actually requesting a couple of times, and there was one that was intriguing, but he does send a lot of bull crap low balls. No, nobody's no. You will not get low balls worse than anybody by than Trey Hebert. I'm I'm about to text Bobby right now. Waiting for Zeke. Curious what he says. Yeah, saying cooks on the table. Let's say if he could throw him woods. Which one's his number? I don't know. I can show you after this. Oh, oh. it's not. It's not ninety. Yeah. One thing I was gonna add to what you said about Judy and and Moody too is. Young guy, like young receivers, are really look out for for breakout years are ones that just get open. You don't have to look at, you don't have to look at the volume they get. None of that crap matters. It's they simply, yeah, Devontae Smith. Like you got guys that just simply get open and get space. And if you have somebody that can get him the ball, they'll have. I mean, Fields could be good. Dalton's really not that bad. I mean, he's decent enough. He's not gonna. I mean, he's not gonna do. Not gonna start after week one. Let's be legit. But you know, yeah, for sure. But, um, I mean, Judy, Mooney, and Smith, those are going to be guys, especially if your other guys went down. Because, I mean, Lamb's Lamb's already got a little bit of injury concern. Cup's had injury problems in the past. Um, I mean... Those guys, you can plug, you could end up throwing those guys in with having, say, your backs are all healthy. You don't have, you don't really have any drop off there because I see guy I, Deontay Johnson. Trey's got him about to explode this year. I mean, granted, he was getting a ton of volume, but he couldn't catch a ball. But he gets open. I Devontae Adams two years back has an explosive breakout year because throughout his career when he's young, he always could get open, but he also had a ton of drops. And now he just now he's the one of the most dominant fantasy receivers we've ever seen. So those are really the guys you look out for, and you got a lot of them on your bench. And Pittman's just a big tar- end zone threat this year. I think he, he could easily catch 10 touchdowns. And I don't think anybody would, be, anybody would bat an eye. Okay, that basically sums up the podcast, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do you boys have anything to say? Or are we good? Oh, I love you guys. Love you. Go, Pat, go. Have a good one.